everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 176 for March 27th, 2019. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Scott Turner, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, uh, Paul Jackman, uh, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator, Nader, Gangi, and Pop-Up Makerspace, and Wesley the Treat Treat. <laughs> it's not the most creative nickname, I grant you that. That was... No. What, um... How about no? Wesley, what a treat. So his nickname is what a? Yeah. When you're throwing him the football, you go, what a? How about... Okay, yeah. let's do... Let's go the whole British way. So we go, um... How about we go Jesse treat? Because Jesse Wada. Wesley, what a treat. Jesse. Let's call him Jesse. Oh, I thought you meant we were going to go, hey, mate, what a treat. No, that's like the, the British, like, like rhymey, slangy thing oh, they do where don't. all of a sudden there's six words that mean oh. nothing that have to do with what it means, you know? It, People are gonna think that um, I, I'm uh, I'm I'm like Jamie Page or something. Jamie knows what I'm talking about. There's all these like sayings that they they have all these words that no longer mean, like because they 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 rhyme their way into some other words that mean stuff. It's kind of like a I mean it's American. Like I'm like um we'd always measure the Johnny depth of things. Check the Louis Dreyfit before we glued it. Nobody says that. Yeah, no contractors no say that. Literally, no one is contractors ever said say that. it. Yeah, do a Louis Dreyfit before never you glue it. Dreyfit. There's all you know. You never, never mind. Nah, no one says well, that. You, um, listeners what? who are in the trades that say stuff like that, write in. Tell Phil he's wrong. My brother's in the trades. Wrong. He's in the Canadian trades. carpenter. Exactly. That means... <laughs> what What trades? What, what What are you talking about? That's sheetrock, right? I'm paying attention I'm now. Saying, What's going on? Saying, my brother's in the trades. He's a carpenter. Um, what are we working on, apparently, other than language skills? Tim, with your chin up, what do you got there? Um... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still I'm still choking over the uh anyways uh so I I um I went I did a guitar show this weekend which was fun I tried my new setup like I have a, a new stand and a display and stuff that we, you know, we were talking about a little bit and it, it worked pretty well I, f- I felt yeah. better than the last one there's always room for improvement of course but um I didn't feel as cramped and everything was more accessible and visible sold a couple guitars which is great and um <clears throat> I've been working on a, a couple client guitars as I mentioned and um I just, uh, I was doing the fret work because, like, there's, there's this whole process to leveling and crowning the frets. There's kind of a, a skill unto itself, and uh, it's, it's definitely my weakest part of the build. And I felt like this last guitar I just did, like, I, I feel like I'm, like, finally getting it on that. You know how when you have, like, a breakthrough on something? Mm-hmm. Um, you know? Totally. And so I, that was, like, really felt good and exciting. And then I made a, uh, I made a ladder rack for my new truck out of my old truck's ladder rack. I put a video about that on YouTube. I, that. I, I quite enjoyed that, and, uh, I, I must yeah. admit. Uh, yeah, I thought it would be fun. Like, I mean, steel's so cheap. It was like probably $5 worth of steel if I just went and bought it. But I just thought it would be funny to take my old ladder rack and cut it down and make it smaller, you know. And, and reclaim, of course, too, you know. Because all the steel was still fine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, 
I like how you gave up on the TIG welding. That was my favorite part. I, I was just running out of time. I was like, I was like, all right, I'm gonna do this today. I have work to do. Uh, I, I can give myself like three hours to do this, and then filming and setting up cameras, and, and then I got like, I'm like, like two hours in, and I had only finished those brackets. I was like, man, I'm never gonna get this done like this. I thought it'd be a good excuse. Still to learning. Practice. Still learning. <laughs> Still <Moving> learning. <laughs> and, and Still learning. And just so you know, I think if you rethink how you actually made those brackets and whatnot. I think you overcomplicated it just a little bit. Sure. Uh, I, um, what, what do, what's your point? Let me hear what you have to say. Uh, nothing. I just I thought well, having I, to drill through the truck, the way the way you screwed the one parts down, simplifying it with the C clamp was kind of brilliant. So you can say you did that on purpose just to show that you can you could do that. Well, that my initial I don't I, think you did. My initial idea idea was to because my old ones are just C clamped on, but this truck doesn't have you know how like the trucks have those little holes that there's a pole that go in. This doesn't have that. Right, right. So I want I had to go on the outside, and the truck just happened to have those two holes in it already, um, which is why I didn't drill those holes in the truck. They were there, and so I was like, oh, oh. I was like, oh, well, since they're there, I'll utilize them. So I, I only need one bolt, and and then I last time I put the thing on, I didn't bother with the C clamp because it's not going to fall off. It's bolted on. It's just wobbly, but it's not wobbly once you put weight on it. You know what I mean? So right. So it is like I. I almost I meant to put something in the video about that and I just never had a chance to go back and fix it. Just take I didn't bother with the C clamps. And I only put you only need to put one of those two bolts in too. You just need to keep the thing from from bouncing off. That's all, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's it, What about hmm. why didn't you put a cross member on it? Oh, because you what you said you wanted to keep put take it apart, put it in the Well, the, the the whole thing is if I'd welded a cross member across the top like the old one was, then it's well. You didn't have to weld it. You same way you did the the back of it. You should do side pieces. Oh, you mean to go the length of the truck? He means like the length of the trunk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because I just don't want them. I, that's just more metal that I don't need. Like, you know, I had on my old one. I had one on one side, um, and then because then I would have one side open. There's, there's, I always wanted a side that was open that you didn't have to because. You know, like on a if you buy a ladder rack, a lot of times the back one will swing open on a hinge, and that was what I was originally going to do. But then I was like, well, right. if I do that, I'm still stuck. If I take it off the truck, I got to pop the pin out of the hinge or make some kind of class. And I was like, it doesn't need to swing. If I have two cotter pins in there, I can just pull the thing right off. It all comes apart in literally one minute, and uh, and it all fits in the yeah. bed of the truck. So now I I can drive around without this ugly ladder rack. And then if I see a bunch of twelve foot boards, I can pick up. I just I can just pull it out of the bed, click it on in a minute, and and I'm good to go. I'm not gonna put no. I, I'm I, yeah, because I'm not I, gonna. I, I highly enjoyed it. You did it. It, it was pretty neat. Because you yeah. came up with that, really cool. Thanks. You know, because my, my mm -hmm. truck can't handle the weight, no, so I I didn't need to make a ladder rack that could handle the weight of like you know 500 pounds. I if I put 500 pounds up on that truck, I'd probably tip over on my side. So like I didn't need to make a heavy duty one. What is, what is that thing rated for? Do you know? It's rated for 350 kilograms, so that's 770 pounds. Um, that's not bad. No, it's for not a bad. Tiny thing like that. Yeah, it's not bad at all. No, but I mean, I wouldn't want to. Does that include the weight of the truck? Yeah, that's all together with me in oh. it. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> that's, the, that's the payload capacity. But that's that's in the bed. That's not on the roof. You know what I mean? Like if you put seven hundred seventy pounds up there, or put a sheet of plywood up there, I'd probably just sail away. You know, just fly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I liked it. It was it was really cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Advance. I had a blast with it. I, yeah, I wanted to get because I knew the video was. I like the toll booth. The I forgot that you were on the wrong side. <laughs> oh, that wasn't a toll booth. And then when you opened up the toll booth, like Vance, I was like, why is he holding the money? I was like, oh, he's in a Japanese truck. Yeah, no, that wasn't a toll booth. That was a homeless guy that I give money to all the time. He's uh, he's on that corner all the time. And uh, 
Oh, Tollbooth Willie. Yeah. yeah, no. It's- so now we know that Phil watches your videos without listening because you actually said, sorry, that's all I got. You could say that to a Tollbooth operator. <laughs> 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 but, but no, that guy's on that corner a lot, and since I've gotten the new truck, like, I've waved to him, but I haven't, it just hasn't worked out with either I haven't had any money on me, or the light was green, or whatever, and, uh, but I was like, oh man, I, I'm gonna have a hard time giving this guy, I give him money, like, almost, probably once a week, to, you know, just like, you know, he's, this poor guy's homeless, it's cold out, you know, so I just give him whatever I can, and, and, uh, yeah, I just, I was like, oh, how am I gonna give this guy money now, you know, <laughs> so I advanced with me then, so. Yeah, you have to. You have to stop. Get out. Yeah, go interact Key, with them. Keystone cops around to him. You know. Yeah, no. I sit. And, sometimes I sit and chat with them for a couple minutes at the light and stuff. You know. But um, yeah. So, anyways. Well, you're you're a good man, Tim Sway. It's one yes, of the reasons why we I. love you. You know what? I I uh, that's a whole other topic, I guess. But that's I that's their job, right? That, that, that's, you know, like if you're like a busker, you stand on the street, you know, and their job is to mm-hmm. remind me of how good I have it. That's, that's, you know, and, and that's, they deserve to be paid for that job. That's how I see it. So How often do you see that? Wow. Um, well, there's, I, I mean, there's a couple, there's a couple spots in town, you know, that, where you see that. It's not like um, where you live. Bill, I imagine you see a lot more yeah, of it. It's, you can't, it's, you can't it's, pay it's everyone. Just, and, yeah, yeah, it's it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming everywhere in the Bay Area. Yeah. And after a while, you just you, you grow angry uh, because a lot of them are very aggro. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. Cities it's too, tough. like in, in New York City, it's like that too. Everybody's like got a got yeah. a scam, or you know, and uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe this guy lives in a nice house. I mean, maybe it's a scam. I don't know. But the, if so, his job is to remind me to stay on the street. You know, to stay on the path. No, Do you guys have those squeegee kids. We don't. We don't have squeegees. Not I mean, here. Basically, now they're just, they're just aggro. They're very aggressive, you know. And um, they they just huh. did something on the news where they followed like this one lady. She looked like she was my age in her fifties, right? Humped over with like a walker, and had a big long trench coat on. Looked horribly ragged. You could just you can smell it through the TV. What she must smell like, you know. And and just standing out with her cup, and people are giving it to her. So. Somebody used their phone and found out she walked around the corner, stood up, took her coat off. It was like this 28-year-old woman got in a nice Nissan Altima or something like that. They followed her home. Yeah. So it's like in the Bay Area, I guess they're saying that this is one of the uh, more affluent places to do that because they make good money. Yeah. You know, they they make good money. And then there's – it's apparently – so there's guys now that are actually pimping girls out not to – Yeah. Not to do horrible things, but to actually go – they've got – teams of girls that'll go out and and beg for money and it's actually very lucrative happens all over the world yeah well india yeah, that's exactly yeah. They, they actually would they scar kids they poke their eyes out and stuff to make them more desperate looking and yeah it's horrible Ugh. yeah it's crazy it's horrible crazy i calculated actually a buddy of mine calculated because they have these squeegee kids basically downtown in montreal yeah. in the summer they got these kids out there with like this ragged like disgusting rag they whatever throw some water on your windshield and then they use a squeegee to clean yeah. it so we're like, if this guy works a normal 40-hour week, I think we got to somewhere like $70,000 cash a year. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. That is such good money. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a job. So, like, yeah. you try to think about, like, yeah, exactly. So, what's the incentive to not do that? Obviously, there's drugs and there's lights on the road and all that stuff so that they are doing it. Anyway, you're right. Total other topic. But I, there's got to be an incentive to get off the street instead of... 
You know, if you're, you know, if you're, yeah, you're out in the sunshine, you're making your own hours, you're enjoying life, you're talking to people. You're doing your own meth. Doing, more so, yeah, more so than construction, though. Um, not so lucky in the wintertime. Yeah. No. Well, that's, I mean, where yeah, you live, so th- what's the matter, but So they'll squat yeah. somewhere. Yeah, anyway. Okay. Anyway. anyway <laughs> so. I think, uh, yeah. let's hear from Bill. What are you working on? How's you that know, salon doing? Uh, the salon, I, I haven't really done a whole lot there. I'm still kind of lagging on that but what i did do so i bought brought home this um the the parts to this desk that i want to redo my bench with and it came with two 16 inch wide by six foot long uh shelves that were on it and then the desk itself which is more than twice that six foot long 36 38 inches wide anyway i wanted to rebuild my uh dragon cage to set on top of one of those because I had the hairpin legs that Casey gave me that they had ordered, right? And I, I ended mm-hmm. up with them. So I was expecting them to be black. And I was quite surprised when I opened it that they're actually um, polished steel, these hairpin legs. Mm-hmm. So they look really good. And if you can, I don't know if you notice it behind me, but these boards are a gray. It's like a granite colored gray, like, a, like an office style desk, you know, where it's got that gray laminate on top. Okay. Anyway, so it just happened that those metal legs went really well on it. So I'm actually going to, I have two of them. I'm actually going to, and two sets of legs. I'm actually going to use both of those in my house. And I love the fact that I'm taking what would have been discarded hairpin legs and what would have been discarded this desk. I literally pulled those pieces out of the dumpster from work and uh, I'm making it into furniture for my house. (laughs) And it's so simple. I'm literally just screwing the legs to these tables. So I did one today. I'm going to do the other one. And then I, then I'm gonna redo the uh, the, the dragon uh, condo whatever you want to call mm. it. So that's all that's all I've been doing. It's it's been raining off and on and blah blah blah. Poor me, my California winter. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you got a day of rain. Oh, poor guy. How about you, Phil? I know you've been just running around like crazy, busy, busy. Got a chance to do anything? Last night in the shop was the first time I'd been in there. Like in weeks and weeks and weeks, probably six to eight weeks, something like that, in quite a while. Wow. And uh, so I made a little little progress on uh, on the whiskey box. And the giant whiskey box. The giant whiskey box. Uh, Tim, I will not be uh, visiting you this week, unfortunately. Kind of figured that out by now, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I was going to drive, so I could have taken off tomorrow morning, but I, I can't. I. Uh, my team at work imploded on me. So I had my analyst quit two weeks ago, and then my sales coordinator quit last oh, week. Man. So I am in, like, desperate hire mode. Mm. Um, hiring people is real hard. We don't have an HR department, so every every department manager has to do their own hiring. you got to put together your own position outlines. You've got to post the job. You've got to vet the candidates. You've got to, you know, interview. you got to weed it down. you got to bring them back in for multiple interviews. It's a lot of work to hire people. It's crazy. Maybe you should so, maybe you should put an ad in for an HR person while you're at it. <laughs> Let them do it. I I've been lobbying the ownership of the company as the guys we need to have an HR person. This is nuts. You know, uh, because sometimes you pose a job for something and they could be good for somebody else, you know right. what I mean? Like sometimes a clerical thing is, is almost uh, department agnostic. Like who cares? So and, I, and my guy was a sales coordinator, but he was a graphic designer by trade. But I had sold him on the idea of using his skills in a sales coordinator role where he'd do presentations and he would do like, he'd use his skills 
to in a different area and learn quite a bit. So he did. But he realized, hey, I really want to be a graphic designer, so I'm going to leave the company. And then when he gave me his letter, I was like, you could have been a graphic designer here. You could have been in the product development team. You could have been in the marketing team. Like, you just had to tell me. I was like, is it too late? He goes, yeah, it's kind of too late. I feel silly. I was like, well, you should feel silly. Write that down as a note. Yeah. If you're upset, a talk. Yeah. So it's tough. I this mean, generation, blah blah blah. No, no, I mean that's it's it's the age. It's not the generation. When I was in my twenties, I didn't, you know, I didn't know that stuff. I remember, you know, jobs that I, I was in that I wasn't happy, and you know, quitting and leaving. And then they're like, "Well, what do you mean you're not happy? Why didn't you tell us?" You know, it's because you don't you don't think you can when you're twenty years old. Yeah, but I'm I'm like with this guy. I was really like it was a mentor kind of protege thing, like. He's in my office every day. I, you know, we were really like, we were chatting a lot. And I really, I just had his review. I just reviewed him maybe seven weeks ago. And we sat down, we set out career objectives and we did goals. You know, and like, that's why I was kind of like, this seems really weird. We just talked. If you were upset, you should have said something. Yeah. I think people, uh, people are, people are weird. Well, they're afraid. They're afraid of screwing something up or, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's not surprising, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, nothing surprises me. Literally, nothing. Nothing. Boom. How much you nothing. want to bet I can surprise you right now? <laughs> don't take it. I don't want to know. <laughs> no, no, no. I want to see. All right. I'll PayPal you a couple of bucks. What do you got? Um. Let's see. What do I got? Um. Oh, I know. I'm breaking something. This is just for you two, even though everybody can hear this. I'm breaking this in. This will surprise you. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yes, you are. Why would I be surprised by that? I don't know. You're, you're a gun enthusiast. <laughs> I am a gun enthusiast. <laughs> Honestly, I swear to God, I don't know what I was expecting when he lifted up his shirt. I got nervous when he See? stood up. But, that's, but the <laughs> gun was not surprising. <laughs> well, it's not the gun. It's actually it's the I'm holster. I'm breaking this in. I was waiting for an additional I'm, I'm breaking body it. part. It's a leather holster, so I'm breaking it in. I'm surprised that you didn't want to go with the Sway Carolina leather. <laughs> I actually was thinking about you know what seriously I I was going to talk to you about this I bet you there are a lot of gun enthusiasts who are also vegan that don't actually hunt right I I <laughs> I'd like to see that I, Venn diagram I would like to see that that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> we could talk we talk about a whole line of holsters oh, for yeah. a market that may be secretly high like in the closet gun enthusiasts because they're vegan right. <laughs> No, no, it's the other way around. It's in the closet, gun, vegan gun enthusiasts. Yeah. Hey, Bubba, because there's nobody, but I don't they, want to they, hurt them animals. They can't use leather holsters, so they That's have to use Kydex, Phil. which is a very rigid, hard plastic, which can sometimes, some people don't like that. So right. I think Carolina, so not, Carolina is all about boots. Why not holsters? They're boots for your gun. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we've just we've just not only invented the tagline, the slogan for their it's, new holster. boots for your gun. <laughs> I like it. It's actually pretty freaking good. It is. The new Sway Carolina holster set. Boots oh, for man. your gun. I don't think I need my name attached to that one. They can... <laughs> oh, come on. No, no, no. Come on. You're basically the inventor. <laughs> of, the boot, yeah. of the boots for this guns. This is all your idea, Sway. This is That's all your right. idea. <laughs> all right. Uh, to get on the topic, STFU. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, we're not going to say what that means. I mean, it means... It basically means be There's quiet, Pipe please, down back there. In yes. a way that is less polite. Uh, 
but the reason we talked about this is I think we talked about um, mistakes that we make as makers right. that the people we make them for don't see. We just see it. So sometimes just be quiet. You don't need to point those out. But Bill, why don't you, um, why don't you tell the story of how we got to this? Well, Casey was telling me uh, one of her junior stylists um, is getting better, but one of the things that you don't do as a hairstylist is that small mistakes, um, you don't point that out. When you're done with a haircut, you basically you want to say, oh my gosh, you look amazing. What do you think? And you make sure they see it. You give them a mirror. That's why a stylist will hand you a mirror so you can look at the back of your hair and forward. You don't want to say, you know, everything looks so good except I screwed up right here. That's not what you want to do uh, mm-hmm. in anything. So I'm thinking, especially as a maker, especially as somebody who deals in reclaimed. And I've had this happen before where I've, I've made a mistake on something for, for a, a project that I was making for somebody else, especially if they're paying me to do it. And when I was when I was younger, when I was more foolish, one of the things I would just say, look, you know, I'm, how do you like? It? Oh, it's great. Well, look, you know, I, this right here happened. I hope you're okay with that. Something they never would have seen. And my question was, do you shut up about it morally? Do you tell them? I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I think if they look at it, they look it over. You give them the opportunity. But like you know, STFU, right? You know, shut the heck up because you don't need to point that out, especially with reclaimed. I mean, we have uh, pallet wood that we we glorify the nail hole. I mean, you know, so why would you care about a mistake and why would you point that out? When would you I think it's more than just mistakes. I think it's like maybe like miters aren't as tight as they could be. Uh, Something isn't as level as it should be. But, you know, I I probably in the last 18 months have visited five or 600 furniture stores. Right. And I really look. And I got news for you. Commercial stuff is not as perfect as uh, you know as you think it is. It has, and I look, so it's got mistakes, it's got imperfections. The tabletop isn't as smooth as it should be. You know, especially when it's a it's a textured piece. Yeah. I think a lot of sort of the reclaimed stuff is going to be a textured piece. Well, that's that's part of what we love about it, right? I mean, is the right. texture. So yeah, I, I think like you said that the miters don't have to be perfect. Now, if somebody says, "Hey, I want I want to get a table that fits right here in my you know in this spot and it needs to be six foot eight inches long," and you screw up and you make it six foot six inches long, then you've got some fessing up to do. You know, or you got, is that okay? Do I need to redo this? You know, you do have to communicate. But again, if there's, you know, what are some of the things you can do to, and so, so you find a mistake that, that you've done, you know, you've had to, you've had to uh, repair a leg that broke, you know, uh, what, what are some of the things you can do about that? I think we talked, you turn into a feature. We talked about this before, yeah. break the other three legs in the same spot. And glue them back together. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't necessarily have to break them in three spots. You cut but, them, you know, yeah. but could you cut cut them off? Cut all four off mm-hmm. and, and make that a feature? Like you know, absolutely make make one mistake a focal point of it. You know, color it in. Yeah. You know, if it's if it's a especially if it's like a barn wood. I do a lot of stuff where I make it look like old beech wood, where it's got old paint kind of left on it. It's weathered looking. You know, so mm-hmm. it's real easy. Uh, if so I've done a couple of pieces where I've done that just on the mistake, the area. You know, maybe I've banged this thing in the corner. Only one corner is all rounded off and gnarly. Well, I'll paint that, and then I'll run it off, and it'll look like maybe that was the part through the window where the sun was shining. It just kind of faded that piece of it, and that's all that was. You know, you accentuate something to the point where it looks like a feature, you know. Right. Yeah. When there's a story going on behind that mistake or that and is that okay is it okay to invent a story for a piece 
for sure. I think you I think you actually the the moral obligation is to have a story because that's the reason they're buying it from you know not a furniture store. They are buying it from somebody who they've got access to. Like, oh, so how can we use that wood? Oh, 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 oh that used to be a a ship that's in the, in the <laughs> This is part the of the Titanic. There. This is uh, this is the Ernestina, you say. <laughs> I think it was Jimmy Page so. that uh, I'm not sure about. It, but I'm pretty sure it was Jimmy Page who said, "If you ever play a wrong note, just keep playing it till it sounds good." Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yeah. kind of that. Uh, so that, I, I do that. Want to put that up in my shop? Right, right. You know, I do that too when I, you know, if you make a mistake in something like what is the old saying that woodworking is really just, you know, a master carpenter is just someone who knows how to fix more mistakes or whatever, you know. And yeah, for sure, it's a problem-solving exercise. Exactly, and for sure, that's what attracts me to, to making in the first place. You know, and especially with reclaimed, it's about solving problems and fixing mistakes and this and that and the other thing. You don't want them to be your own mistake, but and I remember, like, you know, when I first started doing this, I make a mistake. I'd be really upset about it. Now I just, it's just instantly like, how am I going to fix it? You know, one of my right. yeah. one of my favorite ones is um, it wasn't really a mistake, but it was a one of my pallet wood guitars I made. It was all like half inch to one inch strips of pallet wood glued together, just all these strips. And w right, there just happened to be like a weak spot in the pallet because it's pallet wood, right where the edge of the guitar got cut out. So there's like a hole, like right on this edge. So I cut a square out kind of twice the size of the hole. And I took a cut off of the guitar of the striped wood that was all there and I flipped it 90 degrees. So it's facing the wrong direction and patched it with like an obviously not trying to blend it patch. So now it's my right. favorite part of the guitar. You know, little things like that, and that's what makes that's what brings the artistry of making. Um, you know, well, I th I, I think it, there's almost an obligation, like Bill said, it, when working with reclaimed to do that. Um, you you can make up an interesting story. Now, would I make up where I got the material? So you don't? I no, no. that's where I, I would absolutely draw the line. You're not going to use. You're not going to use new. You, you want to use reclaimed, upcycled yeah. materials. Don't buy two by fours at Home Depot and beat them with chains and say they're reclaimed. Right, exactly. Uh, no, I that's not that. what I meant. No, no, no. I know that's not yeah. what you meant. I'm saying because I yeah. like what you said. Where yeah, I've I've told people. Oh yeah, this I, I made a cabinet. Um, I don't know if I made a video for. It. Anyway, I made this cabinet for for a friend, and part of the plywood that I used came from a basement of a house. Right. Yeah. Um, like a nineteen, like a craftsman house. Now, what I didn't tell them cool. was that the house burnt down, <laughs> so there was nothing much left but a little bit of foundation and this pallet uh, plywood that was like up and where the basement would be. I told them, oh yeah, it was a beautiful craftsman house. They were remodeling and they just had this out on the curb, so I went and took it. Well, it was it was rubble and there was you know a pile of crap and I I stole some plywood from it that was that came out of what is just a hole in the ground now. <laughs> So, I, don't, I think that part of the store is more interesting than the I, truth. I kind of have to agree. I, I this house know. burned to the ground, weird. and from the ashes rose this phoenix. Yeah, I know. I call this the <laughs> phoenix board. Now that I'm now that I'm retelling the story, I should have told it that way. I have a tattoo to go with it, so the phoenix rising. Right. But I mean, I mean, it's one thing to embellish a little bit. It's another thing to to go to Home Depot, like you said, and, and try and yeah. distress wood to make it look old. Well, that's, or, yeah. that's fraud. Yeah. Right, I mean that's that's. Different. I think so. I, I think like nine times out of ten, the actual story, is that interesting. I made this, um, I made this chessboard, and I put it on on uh, and the pieces also, and I put it on Instagram, and it sold in like, ten minutes. I wasn't even trying to sell it. Someone DM'd me, and they're like, "How much?" And I gave out a stupid number because I didn't really want to sell it, and they took it. 
But so what was the story? It was the chestnut from Tim. It was some scrap chestnut that I got from Tim and you can't get chestnut anymore. So that's like, that's a real story. So not as only reclaimed, but it's of a species that's mm-hmm. it's my fa- pretty darn my rare. My favorite wood, yeah. Yeah, me too. And machined so nicely. And pecan was the whiter wood um, from a 75-year-old kid's desk that a buddy of mine gave me and uh, that I took apart and put cut into strips. So, like, that had, I don't know, a really great story. It's, you know, it, it, it verges on the realm of artifact. You know what I mean? Like, something like Indiana Jones would find, and, like, that's the kind of story that I love. Like, how do you, how do you put a price tag on something like that? Like, trees that don't exist anymore, and, like, this, this wood that has almost 100 years of history is, you know, being shared amongst a whole family of kids, you know? Mm. You know, this. there's something I was going to do a while back in, early in the maker community. And um, I built this uh, secretary desk, like a Queen Anne-style secretary desk. With a roll top? Not with a roll top, but it had a flip top. And okay. It, it was, but it was, a guy gave me this Queen Anne desk that he let rot. It, it was probably from the early 1900s. He thought it was from like the 1700s. I said, no, this, I showed him why. Um, okay. But it was probably, it was somebody homemade this thing. It was beautiful. And it was a Queen Anne style. It was this delicate little thing. But he let it rot in this, like, garage. And it was just all wormhole. So I saved as much as I could from that, little pieces of wood. I also had some oak that I had got. I also had some stuff that I brought with me from Utah when I moved back. I also got some wood that I had gotten off the beach in Santa Cruz. So I, this, I called it Frankendesk. So it looked basically the same as it was, but I left it all the wood, different woods on there. So when you looked at it, you saw, and I showed him, hey, this part is from the original desk, you know, the, this, these two here, and this is from this, and this is from that, blah, 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 blah. So then I thought about, you know what, I bet you if, if makers wanted to who were reclaimers like us, mm-hmm. if you wanted to, reach out to people in the community who don't live where you are. Because, like, I can call Tim, hey, man, could, you got any more of that Ernestina wood? Like, if I was making something to sell, Send me a couple pieces of that. Uh, Phil, what do you got, right? And then I can say, I hey. I actually have a piece of the Ernestina. Well, I'm just saying Hello. something different, right? Maybe <laughs> maybe a small scrap left over from <laughs> the tabletop, point. right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I can say, I this, this little jewelry box that I just made and I'm trying to sell, this is made from materials from all over the world. Yeah, that's, Literally. that's cool. Right. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. And if if anybody's out there listening, because I've thought about doing this, maybe that's a challenge we can give you guys who are actual reclaimers. Do that. Start trading a little bit with each other. Not so much that you're spending a million dollars on shipping, but throw some stuff in a priority box and and trade up some of your scraps, and then you have a story to tell with something yeah. that you make, whether it's a picture frame or a jewelry box or a whiskey box or a coffee table, whatever. You know? I got the name for this. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys sitting down? Yeah, I'm sitting down. Around the world in maker days. <laughs> it's not that good, but I'm glad that you yeah. were that quick with it. Yeah. It is pretty darn good. I mean, it's right, okay. It's not. Because there's no time it's not, it. it's not that good. But No, it's not that good. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that would be something. Uh, around that, uh, around the world, the maker way is already Around the world, the maker way. Because it makes more sense. How could it possibly be better? The movie was around the world in 80 days. Yeah, I know what the movie was. And do you? Yeah, I do. Hot air balloon. Yes. Because you're making it not the same. <laughs> anyway, so if, if anybody wants to trade, think about doing that. If, you, if you're going to, especially if you're making things, you're going to craft shows. Um, Frank Snyder, one of our buddies, he makes those amazing 
lake river tables river tables lake sculptures and all that with what about what if he had some wood from somebody on, on the other side of the country and he can you know another upsell another story to put behind your reclaimed yeah you know just work. a just a little like two inch square piece of wood can give you a couple knobs for like the bureau you know what i mean so, absolutely like, make a bureau and every knob is from a different out, yeah. time zone you know what i mean that's that's little things like that oh are, the, yeah the time instantly can, in, think of the names you can come up with these things you know like the time zone coffee in, in 80 days time zone bureau <laughs> yeah <laughs> This podcast is starting to feel like 80 days. Oh, it's just it's so, <laughs> so topical, you know? <laughs> yeah. But um, no, and th- that also increases the value of your piece. It does. Because it adds to the story, you know? So, like, that little piece of wood from some guy's shop across the country can, I mean, add, you know, 100 bucks, 200 bucks to the value of a piece, like, just because you, you can add that level of, of thought to the, you know, which has nothing to do with our topic. With marketing. But. Yes. <laughs> Well, no, no, yeah. no, it does, because what we were talking was with ter- turning mistakes into features. Right. And, 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 into, and Bill brought the desk yeah. that basically was a bunch of mistakes. Frankenstein of, of features. Right. Right, because you repaired it in a way that was obvious. The story, and, the story of that desk alone was enough for him to be happy with it, but I told him, or if you don't like it, just simply paint it. You could just, I mean, he could have painted it like a, uh, an antique white or something, and it would look, then it would have looked like all the same thing. As it was, it, it, right. it was Frank and Desk, and anyway. It, the mistakes is what made it what it was. Right. right. The, the fact that it, that it was a hodgepodge of, you know, non-matching mistake wood or whatever it is, right. you know, I mean, that's what made it cool. Oh, is everything so, from pallet, the mistakes. pallets to 1900 wood. And if you can't do that across the country, do that locally. You know, I mean, like in the Bay Area, I can get a hold of Marsh in uh, Sacramento, of uh, Dave Strain down in the L.A. area, and the dresses are down there, and, and Peter up, you know, Peter Brown, and say, hey, here's here's something that's made from both Southern and Northern California, and se- Southern, Central, and Northern, you know, California. You don't even need YouTube makers. I got I got this guy across the street who threw out all the stair balusters. I took one of them and made it into a leg of a desk. Yeah. You know? So that's just, that's just like, literally in my furnace room, I've got my electronics workbench there, and it's mostly wall-mounted, except for this one leg that I needed as support. I use a stair baluster, and anytime somebody comes in to take a look at it, which happens more often than you would think, people are like, oh, that's a nice leg. I was like, that's right. It used to be Billy Miller's stair baluster. Oh, no, no last names. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Uh, Billy M. No, no, no. That's two. B. Miller. There you go. That, no one will know who he is now. <laughs> Billy Miller balusters. Say that five times fast. Billy Miller Bowser, Billy Miller Bowser, Billy Miller Bowser, Billy Miller Bowser, Billy Miller Bowser. Hey, not bad. Not I'm bad. Just, I can't believe you did it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. No, I mean, I, that you would actually do that on the air. Right. I mean, not the skill, the audacity. Yeah, the audacity. <laughs> yeah. So another thing is, uh, I mean, we're still talking about it. You make a mistake, multiply it. That's another option, really quick. Yeah. If you're gonna, if if you if you screw up one little part of it, make that same mistake all over the the piece you're doing, and sometimes that can just create a look that you may not have otherwise thought about. You know, I, I mean, this podcast is a mistake that we've repeated over, <laughs> over and over I mean, 176 keep, times. Keep playing the same note. Right, so <laughs> right. it's not the 13th. Yeah. yeah, it's not. That is true. I just had a, a, um, a, a recent project that, Oh, actually yeah, you're going to love this. <laughs> it was one of those like a tiny error. And I was hemming and hawing about whether I wanted to, tell the client about it because it's so tiny but it was is the walnut 
um, tabletop I just made. So the the dimensions were to the eighth of an inch, um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> forty eight and three eight inches square, and um, uh, the one edge I had the straight edge down. You know, I, I cut it all up and then I was I was routing it uh, smooth, and the the fence mm-hmm. started to slide on me and I caught it right away. But so there's a spot where the router went in just a little bit. Oops. And I'm at 48 and 3, so there's no room to just take a quarter inch off, you know what I mean? So I just sanded that part down, and if you if you close one eye and look down, you can see it. But if you don't know it's there, you can't see it, right? So we'll see mm-hmm. if you would have repeat if you would have repeated that all over the edge of the entire <laughs> thing. Scalloped the whole thing, right? But so it was just right. like Feature. it was it was, you know, if but the the only reason I was hemming and hawing about whether I wanted to tell the client, my landlord, um, is because I knew where he was putting it. <laughs> he was putting it up against a kitchen, a, like a counter, like an, a kitchen island. It was going to be like a table height okay. off the island. So I knew one of those four edges was going to be touching against the straight edge of his counter. And it's going to be actually one of two edges because of the direction of the wood grain, right? It was going to be either that edge or right. the other edge. So I just wanted to tell him, put this edge up against your counter, not this edge, because if you put this edge up, you're going to see that. But if you don't, you're not going to see it. But in order to tell him that, mm-hmm. I have to tell him it's there, so now he's going to be able to see it. You know what I mean? Ooh. So what'd you do? You told him. I ended up telling him because I was saying, because I also know he yeah. has small children, and, I, and so I was saying, if you're going to put it against the counter, put this edge up. If you're going to put it against the counter and you don't want crumbs in there, put this edge up and put a tiny piece of trim. <laughs> You know, because honestly, <laughs> either edge is going to get crumbs stuck in there, like the way that they were doing it. How much of a discount did you give him? I didn't give him any discount. Um, what? No, no, not for that. Good it was too you. small, of a, too small of an error. But um, but here's here's the part that I was going to tell you that I didn't tell you in the beginning. So so uh, he actually didn't pick it up. I gave it to his father-in-law. His father-in-law brought it over, and um, I got. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> and uh, and it, it, I don't think that's a problem. It's, it's it's actually it wasn't really for him. It was for his wife. Like she was the one that I was doing this with. I've only met her once. Um, but so she emailed me, and everybody's like, oh, it's beautiful. Like the, the in-laws pick it up, like, oh, my God, it's beautiful. The finish on it is this really nice stuff I used. And and um, and she emails me. She's like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. But but it's um, it's a, uh, the tones are a little warm for our kitchen, which is kind of cool. Do you think we could stain it? This is walnut. Solid ah, walnut. Oh! <laughs> so, so, you know... It, I, I wrote back that no, basically no, you can't. <laughs> you know what I what I wrote back was uh, um, I was like, well, you know, there's a lot of reasons why you don't want to stain walnut, you know, and um, I said that I could potentially I, I have some cutoffs from. I said I'll put some different finishes on some of the cutoffs, and you can bring them in, and uh, and see how they look under your lights, and see which one you like, and if you see one you like better, we'll we'll refinish that because you know the different finishes will change the hue a little bit, you know. Like linseed oil versus for sure oil yeah. versus water base will change. exactly. So I think that I think, but then when the, the I just saw the father in law today and he was like he's like you're fine. He's like they're just she's just like that. Like she's just got to complain about something, you know. <laughs> so, but uh, so we'll see. We'll see. I might I, I might have to re- say is- I might have to resand that thing and stain it though, which is I'm gonna charge him if I have to. I think <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but like I'm trying to think of a cool toned wood. I mean, the whole point of wood is that it's, it's warm. warm. And, that, and the whole point of walnut is it's the warmest. You know, I mean, it's, right. it's like if you want to micromanage color, you don't buy walnut. You buy, like, you buy poplar and you let me stain it and I'll make it whatever color you want. And you paint it. You know, but. Yeah. Well, the only strain I can think of that would be cool would be a color, an actual color. Like uh, aqua blue, I have a color stain, uh, uh, gray, you know, a gray stain. Those would be cool. I'd colors. rather put silver spray paint. <laughs> 
yeah on walnut Uh, but on walnut it's really hard that's what i'm saying walnut is really hard to stain you can't really she when she make it darker but she clarified and she said about she said whitewash which i think is probably more offensive to my heart to think about it but then i was thinking about it some more and like you can't you know but she wants to just sort of lighten it a little bit like that and i think you I don't know if whitewash would work, but I think that I could use a different finish. If I use a polyurethane finish instead of an oil finish, you know what I mean? Sand. You could use a different top and just keep that piece of walnut. I could just, I should just do that. I could get a piece of oak and just stain it to the color that she wants and then just cut like seven right. guitars out of that walnut. <laughs> right. Serious. Yeah. Huh. No, but I think that because the father-in-law was saying like, oh, well, they set it up and it looks so awesome. He's like, he's like, let her, let her see it for a couple days, you know? And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go stain it right now. Right. I have to bring it back to me anyways, so... But, uh, and, and that that brings up something I was going to say too is is you're talking about you know you know be quiet about something. Most people will complain a little bit about something, so you're going to have something to address anyway. Yeah, give them the mm-hmm. opportunity. Yeah, let them pick out what it is that that they may not be sure of, and a lot of times they don't even want it addressed. They just say, "Oh wow, I didn't know, like like this lady." It sounds like well, according to the father-in-law, yeah, they just wanted she, to. She, you know. Eh, I don't like the color so much, or you know, or could it, or could it be better? They just wonder, like you walking off stage. Ah, it could have been a little been better. better. Well, you know? you know, especially in the age of Pinterest, right? I mean, so she she sent me right. pictures of of this the vision for her kitchen. You know, she had a designer involved in everything. They got the money and and uh, and so you know, she's this table's been in the process for four or five months since we first started talking about it. So she's had this. In, right. So there's this anticipation that builds up, and you know how it is. Like when you're anticipating getting that new tool. The tool's never as good as the anticipation of it. And it's that type of a thing. So she just needs to have it in her kitchen for a few days. But it's just like, just you get that email give, that says... Always give the client the opportunity. Right. But you get that email that says, hey, can you stain the walnut? You know, it's just classic. Like, <laughs> just like I've heard of staining walnut because it will fade and lose some of its brown over time. So to ensure it, sometimes you can stain a little, mostly with like a dye rather than a stain yeah. to, before you stain it, just to before you... Finish well, it like, like to the, ensure the, they that, that it's got the longevity of the yeah, brown. Yeah, they do that Danish oil with the the walnut in it too. Like I kind of feel like that's what that's for. It's right. not really because it doesn't really turn something walnut. It just sort of turns it brown. Yeah, yeah, it just sort of adds a little luster. It darkens. Yeah, it, it does darken. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, like that. That's the stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Man. Well, I don't know. I think we kind of beat on this. Uh, pretty well quite hardly yeah yes bigly so just don't don't be afraid don't be afraid to let your clients point out um anything that they want to but let them be the one to do that because they you know the chances are they're going to get it they're going to love it they're never going to see anything that you think you see and um and if they do find something then it can be addressed you know and if it, it happens to be your screw up then then own it yeah then own it yeah exactly own it and fix it because your name is way more important right. than the amount of well, time it's going to take it. I mean, don't own it right out. Say, oh my gosh, you're right. That is screwed up right there. I'll take care of it right away. That's so weird. I've never, ever made a mistake before. Not like that. <laughs> Not that <laughs> bad. Actually, this is Not. terrible. You know what? Let me just go build you another one. <laughs> right. Yeah, do that. <laughs> I'd like to announce the, uh, the grand opening of the uh, Bill Lutz PR Foundation. <laughs> if you need someone to do public relations for you, call this man. Uh, okay. So, I think uh, I think we can STFU about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, iTunes review review. Who wants to read it? Uh, Bill, why don't you read it? Because usually it's Phil and I. 
I will do that. Hold on one second. I have them. Because I know you. I knew you said you were prepared today. Okay, so um, let's see. Uh, better than the Three Stooges five stars from Who, Resurrect yeah. Fabrication. It's a great name. And uh, this is yeah. from March 14th, so we're catching up now. And, and by the way, when I'm done with these two, there will be no more new reviews. So you folks get on it. Anyway, uh, let's see. Well worth a listen. Tim Sway, Bill Lutz, and a doobie rolling whiskey drinking Canadian <laughs> talk about making killer guitars out of reclaimed materials and other things. No, all kidding aside, this is a great podcast for anybody wanting to make on a budget many good tips and tricks and lots of laughs. Keep up the good work. We certainly will. We will keep up the good work. Well, we'll, it's what we do. We'll keep up the work that we're doing. Yeah. You can decide whether it's good or not. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to say that. the I'm work that we do, the work we're doing is good. It's I, I feel like Friar Tuck. Well, I'm just let trying me, to cross the pond with a with a with a shaft and, and a stick. Let me Robin point Hood. out the flaws to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. What do we got next? We um, more. Oh, this one, you'll like this a little bit better, Phil. Amazing yeah. Trio by by Tony Ozemek. 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 Anyway. Uh, what a great trio of makers, craftsmen, and woodworkers. Such amazing advice on fine woodworking, hand tools, and <laughs> bandsaw milling. Spag, Shannon, and Matt are amazing. It's just too bad y'all decided to quit. What? Who? Oh, this is not Wood Talk. Oh, well, Reclaimed Audio is good, too. Ha. Love you guys. Keep up the great work. So we love you, too. Five stars. You can say whatever you want. And both of those ended, no matter no matter the hoo-hawing, the ha-hawing, the, the fun that they had at the beginning, they ended it, both of them, with good and great work that we are doing. Yeah, that's that's mm -hmm. a nice touch, but it's it's still unnecessary. You don't have to say anything nice. All you have to do is put five stars. And we'll read it. Right? I, I, I disagree. I, I like I like the I like the anticipation of knowing at the very end of it they're going to reclaim us into something amazing and great and good. Well I agree with Bill. I don't you know, I think it's all in good yeah. fun. I think that's you obviously if they really felt that negatively about us they wouldn't be giving us five stars and bothering writing in i think we all well, know that <laughs> i, I want to be clear. i don't know there's a few back that i would disagree with you about no, 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 I, no, i'm going to be clear i want to be clear hold on we need the five stars you can say whatever you want about tim and phil just as long as as you end it with something positive that's all i'm looking for so let tim and phil absorb Whatever you have to throw, because they are my sponges. I am positive I don't want to listen to Tim and Phil anymore. <laughs> I am positive I never want to be referred to as Bill's sponge again. <laughs> oh, anyway, so, okay, yeah, that, that was more fun than I thought. That's that's not allowed. Yeah, I'm glad you had a good time. <laughs> um, where are we now? Okay. Oh. What? Uh, oh, Bill's weekly tip segment. Oh, um, you know, huh. more Bill Lutz. So this is something I, uh, we talked about palm sanders last week, I think, and, and I, I really don't like them, and I especially didn't like them not because Tim said so, um, <laughs> but I remember I remember Jimmy bashing palm sanders and especially talking about you know you buy those little boxes of the paper that fits them that's got the sticky back, uh, little squares of them. Yeah, I love those yeah. things. 
I absolutely love those because if you take one of those sanding sponges that works once for like five swipes and then it's pretty much just a sponge, that piece of sandpaper, that sticky back sandpaper, fits perfectly over that sponge and you can actually add whatever grit surface you want to that sponge and I use those over and over again. And then also I made, um, I made a shampoo holder and I made a video for, for it quite a while back. Uh, it was a display rack type thing. But anyway, I used a hole saw to drill the holes where the shampoo would fit in. And then I used the next size down hole saw. Mm. And I took that sticky sandpaper and I rolled it evenly on that uh, smaller hole saw. And I used it as a spindle sander because I didn't have one at the time. Huh. So, Great so idea. you know, just yeah. to kind of just, yeah. And you can see me doing that on the video. Um, but yeah, that sticky sandpaper that you can get at the big box store, the little box of it, they're, I don't know, four by four squares, whatever. They actually work really well for uh, uh, makeshift spindle sander, and they fit perfect on one of those little uh, sanding sponges. So you can keep using that sponge. I, I will hmm. I will add great to tip. this tip um, that I had gotten. I love it. Yeah, it is a great tip. I do love that. And uh, it doesn't have to be sticky back, though, because you can also use the spray glue and get similar results. The, it doesn't True. quite work as well as the sticky back. Sticky back's better, but the spray glue comes off easier um, for cleaning up. And, you know, mineral spirits, of course, will get either of those off. But um, uh, I, at one point in time, had gotten from my uncle, like, a box of all these, like, sandpapers from... He worked in this big steel mill. And so there's, like, these huge pieces of like, these big discs and various grits and stuff of things that... Belts that were, like, you know, 20 miles long or whatever. And uh, I, cut, right, I right. cut them up and spray glue and do the same type of things with that so it's like any random mm. you know sandpaper and that's the kind of stuff you can find at flea markets and tag sales too some giant belt yeah. leave it to, leave it to tim to take you to the next step reclaim recycle repurpose i like that that's that's another level any sandpaper you can use and and spray glue it to uh to something else to create something great nice yeah that was a good like another it. good tag you, team. super 77 yeah just the yeah that red can yeah the red can of spray glue because I, you know, I use um like you know, to get back to guitars, of course, because we don't want to disappoint. You know, like I have my uh my leveling yeah, that'd be awful. for leveling frets and stuff. Like that's some you know I sandpaper and sticky glue and yeah, it's uh yeah looks good. I have a lot of I have a lot of boards around the shop too. I have a couple of them that just just pieces of plywood that I just have a full eight and a half by eleven sheet glued to in different grits, right. so I can just pick it up and have a flat surface. You know, I've actually taken a. Um found rolls like you were talking about mm. of sandpaper and glued them to like a, a level an actual like a four foot level for for use in leveling oh up yeah well that's tops of tables and stuff like that too. that's exactly how yeah and, and you're right yeah and uh sticky glue is a good option i yeah. actually tried to use regular like wood glue and it takes forever yeah and the paint uh, the, the two-sided painter's tape and stuff isn't as good it doesn't or two-sided no. tape doesn't work as good that's sticky glue yeah good stuff the carpet nice. tape is pretty good stuff. Yeah, if you can the get the if you can get tape. the good stuff, the good thin stuff that's just thin. that mesh. They haven't had it at my box store yeah. lately, and um, they've only had the sticker stuff, and it's no good. No. <clears throat> All right. Good stuff. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good tip. Segment, Cherish guys. that. Like Cherish that. that thin carpet tape. That is like your best friend for template work. Yeah. That's what I made all my. Uh, remember when I made those vinyl uh, loot stickers? That's what I used the carpet tape. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it'll stick to anything. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, good stuff. Yeah. All right. And uh, and what grabbed your attention? Why don't we give uh, Bill Lutz the hat trick here? What uh, what grabbed your attention this week? You, you know, it's funny. Um, I I knew this was going on, um, and I've 
I've glanced at it a couple of times, but today I got the opportunity to actually watch the boys at App Maybe podcast. They actually record their podcast on YouTube. So you can no. actually yes. Really? So you can see yeah, they live they live YouTube. Oh yeah, I guess they, I guess they talk up. about that. It's yeah. it yeah, it stays up for a while and I actually watched one. You want to talk about something that you can totally enjoy without listening to it. You turn the volume down and it's actually entertaining just like that. Just just oh, yeah. uh, watch it. Oh yeah, those boys have a face for radio for sure. I'm telling you, it's it's it was a, no, seriously, uh because we the three of us we use Skype to to interact. And I think that's kind of what they're doing, and it's it's pretty fun to watch. So if you get a chance, of course you should listen to that maybe podcast. Anyway, Izzy, Laffy, uh, what's the other guy? He's Joel something or other. Crawford. Yeah, our our favorite people in the world, our best friends. Um, yeah, give them a listen Con- and a watch. Contractually speaking. Yes, yes. of course. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, the yes. War is on sure. Also, it was Izzy's birthday. This oh, week. hey, happy birthday, Izzy! I know he's uh he's like a mid forties something. He's, he's, yeah, he's so cute. Stop saying things like yeah. that. Um, <laughs> did you see the Tim? What would I, I'll throw it to Izzy? Huh? I, I have I had a, another one, but I'll throw it to Izzy. Did you see? I haven't watched his video yet, but I saw the Instagram of the clamp system that he developed. Um, yeah, that hangs on a wall. Freaking genius, genius. Yeah. And, and I was cool. thinking about. It. I don't know if his does or not, but I was thinking if you put a couple eye hooks on it, you could actually get these boards clamped up and then eye hook them to your ceiling. <laughs> And have them out of your way, like so, because it, it's like it's kind of you just have glue dripping on your head. Well, yeah, but it's yeah. I wear a hat in the shop. I don't know about you, but you know, just to have that <laughs> because <laughs> rookie Phil, mean, come on, there's always glue dripping somewhere, you know. But um, but no, seriously, because it's like you know, you have you have something all clamped up to glue, and now your bench is is stuck. And where he had to hang on the wall yeah. solves that problem. But there's tools behind it, and instead so if you just if you just put a couple eye hooks on it and just swing it back up, heck it on the ceiling, and you know. I remember a while back, Jay Bates was making something. I don't know what, I can't remember what it was, but he had these glue ups and they were all over his garage, just stacked every, he was making some big piece of something, you know, but yeah, I mean, I'm just like, how would you even walk around your shop that way with that many things glued up all at once? Well, when I, so yeah, good idea about hanging them up out of the way. I, when I was making those, those stools, you know, I, I had 125 uh, stool tops to make and so there are two most of them were two pieces of wood some of them were three pieces of wood glued together yeah. and um, I was doing them with I think I was three clamps I think I could do because they're only 18 inches so I did you know one on each end one in the middle and I had enough to glue about like 12 of them together or something at a time so like all day every day for like a week <laughs> they were like they were, were there were 12 of these darn things I was tripping over walking around you know and I would put them down I'd put them it was so cold I was putting them over by the wood burning stove uh, in that corner of the shop to, you know, so the glue would cure properly, yeah. which is, of course, the busiest corner of the shop when it's zero degrees out because that's where I want to do all my work, you know. Now, now here's a tip. It's also something Izzy kind of came up with as well. If you would have taken a sheet of plywood, scrap, whatever, and put a one runner on it, you could have right. done the how he does those quick clamp glue-ups, and you could have filled that mm-hmm. sheet of plywood and tapped in the little wedges to get them glued and yeah. then taken that whole sheet and leaned it up against the wall. Yeah, yeah. And you, and you could have stacked probably four or five of those together and, and gotten a... Uh, who knows how many of those little things would have fit on one sheet of plywood. But you see what I'm saying? But I also would have had to have bought the plywood. And Well, I'm just saying, if yeah. you had, like, yeah. I figured upstairs in your 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 thing... Now, plywood's, plywood I don't have a lot of. That's That doesn't uh, turn up too often. I have to buy that usually, like, you know, but... Yeah. Um, but if you're in a pinch and you need the space, just remember that trick. Yes, yes, that is a good trick. 
Uh, I do want to mention uh, another video real quick. Just just a quick short one is if you search. Hang on, I got to find the right words to tell you to search. Oh, I went past it. Um, it is basic needs dash extreme happiness. So just YouTube search basic needs extreme happiness, and it's this guy. He was exploring like the Antarctic, and uh, and he was video logging it. And so he walked out, and then he walked back, and he would walk and bury stuff in the snow to lighten his load like things he after a couple of days he'd be like I don't need this I haven't used this I can stash this so the video is him at like day 89 of his like 90 day trek he's like just exhausted and tired and, and he's walking back and he's checking one of his stash spots like one of his first stash spots that he had made and now he's basically just lost his mind because he's been alone walking in the snow for 90 days um, so he's <laughs> he's basically just completely insane at this point and he's hungry and he's tired and he doesn't have any food left, you know, like very few rations left. And, and so he's digging through his stash to see if he's got anything good in there. And he finds a bag of cheese crackers and he just oh, wow. flips out like ecstatic, you know, and, it, the like happy he, won the, like, he won the lottery. It's like that, just that kind of being grateful thing. It's just, it's just so fun to watch this just sheer joy, just this unadulterated it's like like a the same kind of joy you see like in a baby you know when they see something for the first time yeah, like yeah. like they see a puppy for the first time and the baby's just like there's the most joy it's like that but it's like a grown man with like ice in his beard <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's hilarious that's hysterical <laughs> that's mine too funny wow uh mine is easy um i've been catching up on game of thrones youtube clips in honor of the fact that it's coming back in like two weeks, April 14th. So I'm super excited about that, and I just wanted to sort of get some of the highlights. I've been jumping around to all the seasons, seeing all the cool parts. So Cool. Fun stuff, like the dragons and stuff. I haven't seen any of it. Um, <laughs> I've that? never seen a single... You've never seen Game no. of Thrones? None of it. I don't, have, I don't have HBO or whatever. I don't know. Is it on any of the other platforms? That Yeah, it's, it's on uh, Prime. It's on I your think. personal Phil platform. Oh. oh, the personal Phil platform. It could be. Should you wish? Should the buckaroos keep a rolling? If you Check Netflix though, because they might even have it. Tim, Netflix does not have it. It's on HBO Go. No, it's on another platform because uh, might have been Prime, but it's on another platform because I was thinking maybe I should by the time if I rewatch the entirety of the all the seasons up until now, then the new season will be gone. Oh look! Hey, it's another Canadian. It's a very it's handsome Jake, young just, Canadian. Jake just came in. He went to a Blue Jays game with his two uncles. And, nice. Uh, Excellent. What's going so on, Jake? We don't have a baseball team, but Toronto does. And uh, they do two games a year at, at our Olympic Stadium. And he came in. How was it, bud? Fine. Yeah? Okay, bedtime. What's that? I don't know, but you can keep it's late. it. Go. It's super late. It's almost 10 o'clock. Good night, buddy. Okay, I'll come in in a minute. Good night, Jake. Um, okay, so... Uh, I said it would grab my attention. Our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out ironandsoul.com, williamlutz.com, timsway.net, newperspectivemusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. iTunes reviews, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Check out that link to open up your iTunes and leave a five-star review. As we mentioned before, uh, as long as it's five-star, go nuts. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio, the absolute best way to help keep these three makers doing what they do for your entertainment. 
with that being said, have a great week, guys. Thank you, and uh, and uh, I guess we'll hear from you next week. Bye, everybody. Be good. Nah.